0: Hello, and welcome to episode 56 of the 21 Handshake Marketing Podcast. If you are new to listening, welcome. Our podcast covers social media news and digital marketing trends for anyone who is involved in business. So whether you are in B2B or B2C, and whether you're on the marketing or the sales teams, we go over tips, trends, and we hope we can leave you with some actionable items to apply or think about. First off, if you are new around here, I'm Sarah, account manager here at 21 Handshake. I'm Ashley, also an account manager.
1: My name is Alex, I'm in charge of visual content.
0: So Ashley and Alex, have you guys ever wondered if there was a perfect time that you should be posting on social media?
1: As a matter of fact, I have.
0: Really? <laughs> wow. Some deep thinkers this morning. <laughs> so this is something I actually do wonder about. So this is often to a question that is pretty frequently asked that if you knew the time to post, would you get better engagement? Would you get more clicks? Would you get more likes? Well, if you have wondered that like me, then this episode's for you because we are going to talk about the best social media posting times from some new insights from sprout social so but first it's time for our digital marketing news segment where we dive into what's been taking place the last week in digital and social media marketing so ashley you brought this to my attention but facebook has a new warning for pages that are like health related yeah, so um, as we've talked about on every
2: podcast episode in the past couple of months, Facebook is continuing to roll out new changes and updates um, to kind of clean up the platform and make it more functional for users. Um, this is one of them. They've noticed a lot of spam content, um, and users don't obviously don't like that. Um, it's something that you know pushes people away from using the platform. Um, and so I, I believe that's the, the purpose behind this new update. Um, so it is warning pages that it will downgrade posts in in like the algorithm feed that use exa- exaggerated health claims to promote products, um, which is a good thing, but could also reflect negatively on any healthcare um, social media page. So that's why they're they're giving a warning, saying, "Hey, be careful." like what language you use, if it's spammy, we'll push it down on the feed, um, so be
0: thoughtful. and Do they give an example of what spammy language might be? <laughs> Just considering like that may be different from one person to the next person. Exactly,
2: so they do say, they gave the following clarification, we consider a post promotes a product or service based on health-related claims. So, for example, promoting a medication or pill, claiming that you'll lose weight um, and things like
0: that. Which that's been for a while, it seems like. At least if you're trying to run in ads, it seems like. But maybe they're just bringing it to the forefront of now, only this will not affect your ads, but also just your posts. Yes. Okay, interesting, interesting. It does seem like there is a lot of, and maybe this is a whole episode, but ours is maybe just too deep diving into is this really happening, you know? Because I've heard also rumors about like kind of Google censoring health-related posts as well, um, our articles. So Mm. um, interesting. What does that mean
2: for the healthcare industry? Well,
0: exactly, (laughs) as well. Like, so I don't know. It's just something to keep an eye on. Um, Like, it was more in the fact that Google did not like maybe more natural health stuff, and they were pushing it down in more favor of um like pro type of articles for like vaccinations and like you know different prescription usage and stuff so anyways i find i find that totally fascinating but definitely something to keep an eye on um just about if you're in the healthcare industry
1: it seems like i feel like this comes as as a result of the bearing there being like more and more talk recently about like cbd oils and i feel like all the fitness influencers like everyone has their own line of like supplements and like you know the fitness teas and things like that and i feel like this is probably kind of coming to a head maybe of all that stuff just being like all right
0: (laughs) right yeah it's a big task to try to monitor what is real and what is not real in those industries or what is being claimed as really working and not working um so yeah Kind of interesting there to follow. So, Alex, to move on to a totally different than healthcare, something a little bit more fun. So, Ashley brought this to my attention over the Fourth of July weekend, um, where brands and individuals they were opting to stand out in the news feed with a Fourth of July kind of post to celebrate the holiday by using motion graphics. So different than maybe just a static image with happy 4th of July, or maybe even just a little video that was more realistic, they were opting to do something with motion graphics. So is this a trend should we be aware of this? Are people using this more? Is it a way to get noticed
1: more? Yeah, I think it's, it's an interesting way in the visual world to like stand out a little bit. It's not your standard uh, kind of video experience, uh, but it's also not your you know, static image like you guys were saying. Um, it's just an interesting way. Like, obviously, it caught your guys' eye, and you guys look at visual content all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not, it, it's not nice because you don't have to go through the whole process of, like, producing a video. Um, you work with an animator, and I think it, it's, it's usually, like, a very short-form type thing. Yeah. So it's easier to turn around than kind of like a full video project type thing if you want to go with something a little bit more visually exciting. Um, and uh, That being said, animation can take... A pretty long time to turn around if you're doing something more like complex. Um, But for an example, like where this would work super well is if you're doing a lot of um, like data presenting. So you like you animate the bar graph so that the lines kind of come out of the bottom axis or like a a pie chart that kind of like you kind of like draws the circle and then the lines come out from the middle kind of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Just something a little bit to catch the eye.
0: Yeah, so definitely if you're looking to stand out a little more, maybe something if it ties into the message that you want to communicate quickly with your audience. um, You guys,
2: my prediction is that this will actually become a very big trend, similar to how video entered the space, um, not necessarily. Wasn't a requirement for marketing, but was like a nice thing to do to stand out and to capture people's attention Where now video is very much required in order to be successful online Um, motion graphics or animated graphics right now Seem maybe not necessary like an extra bonus or an extra thing to do for social media Um, but I could see it becoming um, larger. In fact, I've already seen, I think people hiring
0: for animated graphics. Okay. So yeah, maybe something. As like a position. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting.
1: I think I would agree with that. Um, The only difficulty being is that like you have to have very specific skills to create animation. Yeah. It's not, whereas like in the video world, like if you spend Mm -hmm. some time, like yeah, you can figure out a video editing Uh software and you know you can point a camera at something and figure it out to a decent level, but there are no this will probably cause like create a whole bunch of sites where you can kind of like do these like pseudo oh, yeah, custom yeah. animation kind of things yeah. where it's like you have a you can like animate a bar graph or simple things like that. And I
0: think there might actually already be a few platforms like that.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah,
0: yeah definitely. But I think again, it comes back to um, you really have to have a story to be able to tell through that animation yes. graphic because I think even different than video, where you can quickly tell a story i think it'd be harder for I a agree. lot of industries to put what they do into an animated thing but if you're mm-hmm. just saying like a holiday post or something like that um definitely a way to to stand yeah. out even if you are maybe in a traditional industry that just lays concrete or something <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, so standing out in the news feed gaining attention That kind of is the perfect segue into today's topics, where we are talking about the latest insights on best social media posting times. So this is a brand new report as of June 21st, so only a couple weeks old from this podcast date that we are airing. Um, So this is from Sprout Social, and they always have such great data and insights, and you can hear about us rave about them on multiple podcasts. but. Of course, we have to say this with a little caveat that each audience is unique. So what fits into one norm may be totally different from the next, but if you are just starting to use social media as a way to engage your current or prospective customers, this new data may help you get on the right path of at least providing a framework for you to jump into um, posting your post online. So let's dig in. So um yeah so first off i think we need to understand why it's important to und- you know when to know when your audience is online if you're just starting off on this you may think i can just post anytime why does it really matter i'll just do it when i have a chance to <laughs> so ashley can you unpack that a little bit
2: yeah so The reason why you should matter what time you're posting things is it really comes down to the Facebook algorithm. So we've talked about in the past how important engagement can be on your posts and how um, more engagement will help appease that Facebook algorithm. Your Or any
0: social media algorithm, rather. I mean, everybody has their own algorithm, as you'll notice, we go through every platform here. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, And engagement is one that across the board helps push your posts in front of more people. Um, if you lack engagement, that post will fall on on users' news feeds. Um, so by posting on times that people are active on social media, you're more likely to see engagement quickly, therefore um, stay on people's feeds longer, or get pushed to new feeds, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. Um, so, so you'll see today we're looking through the data, of times, and days um, across industries. Um, where when people spend the most time on social media. And, and the data is actually quite surprising. It might not be what you expect.
0: Right, so right. When it comes down to it, it's important because you are competing with a lot of other people to gain your customers' attention. And each maybe industry or niche might be a little bit different when their customers are online. Um, So it's just good to kind of have this generalization of what else is happening out in the marketplace and how can I take advantage of that to make me a better social media marketer. Yeah. So I know also you're wondering, okay, that's great. I understand the why, but what gives Sprout Social the authority to even (laughs) publish this? Like, what did they even do? So they are really on top of their um, data science team, which um, actually published this report. And they based this data off of the 25,000 plus Sprout customers who were engaged the most and least across major networks and then they broke that down by industry. So all the times here and in this report, which we'll post the link in the show notes, they were recorded in central time so that's just good to know and keep in mind that what we're talking about here when we are sharing this data is it all was recorded in central time and the number of engagements represent the total engagements a brand received on this specific channel during an hour time frame. So. There's industry-specific data. There's kind of generalized data here. And again, we'll post the link in the show notes if you really want to get really nerdy and really (laughs) dig into it. So, Alex, so first off, to kind of tackle the first social media giant here, what was the Facebook data they said?
1: So the best times, if we're looking at a small window, the best time officially to post on Facebook uh, is Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to about 1 p.m. Mm. Um, the best day overall is Wednesday, and just generally the best times to post on weekdays are from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, interestingly, so that was that's like for global engagement. Okay. Um, if we look at some of the more specific uh, industries, there is some some interesting. Um, a little bit of more diversity there. So uh, for consumer goods, it was like Friday mornings and Wednesday more in the afternoon. So like 1 to 2 p.m. Um, mm. What I, The one thing that I did notice about Facebook, which surprised me, is that there's very little engagement on weekends.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Which...
1: I don't, I don't know if that should surprise me or not maybe it depends on the industry more right. but like for consumer goods if people I feel like people shop on the weekends or like on their phones on the mm-hmm. weekends but what we're seeing here is that people a lot of people are on Facebook like during the day like during the normal business right. day. maybe um, they're
0: restricting their Facebook usage um, to just like personal friends and family on mm-hmm. the weekend rather than looking at brands. I you know I don't know so
1: the the one um, the one type of post that seemed to do the best in the evenings was media. Um, so basically anytime you're just sort of like entertaining your audience. Okay, um, so entertaining a, for the evening. Yep, 5 p.m. Um, any, any weekday or Friday morning. Um, and then one of the ones that was most strongly biased towards the morning was education engagement. So not, not educating your audience on something, but specific, specifically the education industry. So posting about schools, etc. So um, non-profit engagement was also sort of biased towards the morning. Um, and then interestingly, tech was Wednesday almost kind of like strong, fairly strongly throughout the day um, on what, yep, on Wednesday. And then the last one, healthcare, um, that one was a little bit more random, but also uh, the strongest seemed to be Wednesday at 10 a.m.
2: Something else that you know, I was thinking maybe... As to why more engagement during the week as opposed to weekends, maybe brands just aren't posting on the
0: weekends. Mm, That's yeah, you know, might be true as well. I I, I, want to say that we have switched up a lot of strategies for our clients, and unless they wanted us to post something about um, a job they're hiring for, we really do not post on the weekends. When now that I think about it, Mm
2: -hmm. maybe that's an opportunity. Yeah,
0: (laughs) maybe, maybe. Interesting. So, all right. So that's Facebook. And we'll post those show notes again if you kind of want to dig into those. Um, again, though, you know, we're going to go over how you can find your own insights for your page and that might change your strategy, but it's good to notice these generalized times and you might want to throw up a post, say Wednesday at 11 a.m. or 1 (laughs) p.m. Um, you know, which interesting enough has changed because it used to be 1 and 3 p.m. were high engagement times. So that it's interesting that 1 p.m. has, uh, stayed. Mm -hmm. but now people are jumping on earlier as well. I kind of (laughs) of joked earlier, maybe people are just really bored at work and they're just jumping on Facebook to entertain themselves. It does correlate
1: pretty strongly with that lunch hour. (laughs) Right, yes,
0: exactly. So all right, Ashley, up next is Instagram. So what are some insights on that?
2: So according to Sprout Social's report, the best times to post on Instagram are Wednesday at 11 a.m. and Friday um, between 10 and 11.
0: This Wednesday at 11 a.m. is kind it's pretty of consistent. A, yeah, pretty yeah. popular here.
2: Um, and then again, generally Wednesdays are the best days to post on Instagram. Um, and the safest times to post throughout the week would be Tuesday through Friday. Again, perfectly aligning with that, that work week between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. Um, so generally earlier in the day. Um, Probably a really good thing to note for Instagram is that Sunday receives the least amount of engagement on Instagram. So um, generally avoid that day if you're going to be posting content and looking for engagement. Right.
0: You know, like I wouldn't put a lot of effort into it.
2: Um, and then this is probably not surprising, but the least amount of engagement occurs during late night and early morning, between 11 p.m. and 3 p.m. So right. So unless
0: you are trying to reach sorry. a international audience where your 11 p.m. might be their 11 a.m., I would not post during that time. And that's a
2: perfect example mm-hmm. of taking this data and and assessing it in terms of your industry, time zone,
0: um, and country exactly yeah you have to be be aware of that so pretty cool were there any industries that kind of you know struck your interest of that were really different than those generalized times um i i just found more versus
2: consumer goods versus like entertainment um, i generally when i'm scrolling through social media I'm a, more attracted to the entertainment side of that. And so um, I thought the data there was pretty interesting and, and how that was different. Yeah, very interesting.
1: One that really stood out to me uh, was that the uh, tech had the best engagement at 6 a.m. on Wednesday.
0: <laughs> hmm. For Instagram. Huh? For Instagram. and then I would healthcare, like to see some of those tech posts. Like, what are they posting? Yeah, and, and then then also uh,
1: healthcare had extremely strong engagement compared to the rest of the times at 8 a.m. on Tuesday
0: interesting because that's yeah. very specific people are very concerned about their health at 8 a.m.
1: and yeah. usually when you're looking at these graphs it usually there's kind of like you can sort of see a little bit of build up to like that most popular time and it trails off a little bit but there's because it's kind of like designed in this heat map style mm-hmm. um but healthcare is just like boom 8 a.m. on Tuesday and then Nothing else really in front or behind that. <laughs>
0: yeah, so, so strange. But, anyways, oh, yeah. we will post these. I know I keep saying it, but we'll post the show notes. So, if you are in a specific industry and it does, the report does make break it down more, just kind of um, to quickly go over the industries they did kind of generalize. It was education, tech, media, and healthcare were their popular ones, and e commerce. So if you're in any of those industries and want to get a little nitty gritty um, on the details of when you should post, I would definitely check that out. So moving on to Twitter. Um, yeah, this one, you know, we aren't as fond of as a team here at 21 Handshake, but it has been around for a really long time. So it's important to um, acknowledge and it is a platform that has really moved more into the customer care space. So if you are in any industry that has a high value on customer service and your users are online submitting questions to you, then this um, definitely these times are for you. So the best times to post on Twitter from the reports were Wednesday at 9 a.m. and Friday at 9 a.m. Definitely this data seemed to skew a little bit more from Twitter in the morning hours, Um, whereas maybe people are just checking their news in the morning or looking through their feed in the morning. Um, That seemed to be a little bit more the times to post on Twitter. Tuesday and Wednesday were the best days to post on Twitter. The safest times to post were Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Again, coming back, I think, earlier the better on Twitter. Saturday got the least engagement, and low engagement every day was from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Again, they ha- are skewing a little bit more towards a customer care platform these days on Twitter. So that totally makes sense when you look at them, That is someone probably has a complaint, they are trying to get it out there early in the morning to get it answered and solved. So definitely... Um, You know, something to think about. Peak times also kind of went into lunch hours as well. Again, you know, people are jumping online. They're checking their feed. They're maybe engaging with customer service to kind of find an answer.
1: And I'm basing this a little bit off of personal experience with Twitter, but I use it a lot as kind of like just an information platform and like like sports news and things like that. And I agree. I'm not surprised by the morning skew here just because it's kind of like check it in the morning, see what you missed, catch up on it, move on.
0: Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if you are trying to reach a journalist or author, this was interesting, um, you do want to try to catch them. They said, they're a hotspot of activity for journalists, authors, any type of experts were throughout the night from Thursday through Friday morning. So I don't know if they're trying to gain the scoop on you know what's happening, but um, if you are after some type of media coverage, um, you'd want to look at those days as well. So interesting.
1: Very interesting.
0: Yeah, so now on to LinkedIn. Um, So LinkedIn, the data was a little bit different as they did not go over industries just because LinkedIn already leans itself towards a B2B platform. So, Ashley, what were those insights?
2: Um, So in the Sprout Social Report, they do only show one graph for global engagement. They're just trying to provide the best, uh, most accurate data. The best times to post on LinkedIn are Wednesday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. and noon. So very Mm. specific early morning Monday. or Wednesday times, again with that Wednesday being really popular.
0: Yeah, that seems to be pretty popular, except for <laughs> Twitter. It was like that Wednesday was popular across it's, all platforms.
2: Exactly. Um, again, with the safest times being able to post Tuesday through Friday, aligning with that work week again, um, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. The least engagement per day occurs on Sunday, um, and the least popular times to post are um, that nighttime window, so 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. Um, and this data is not really surprising for LinkedIn. They're a very business-focused platform, so the fact that their um, popular times land on a weekday um, during the workday Um is pretty aligned with their brand.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that totally lines up with any type of LinkedIn strategy that you should be having. You're contacting your customers, are prospecting on LinkedIn during business hours, not usually off of business hours. So perfect, perfect. Again, I keep saying it, but we will link this data in the show notes. But I think also it goes without saying, I think we need to also explain where people can find their own page insights um, on these social platforms, if, if you're even able to, which we'll also go over as well. So Ashley, Facebook insights, Instagram insights, where would one go to kind of see if this data aligns with what they're seeing on their page?
2: So for Facebook, you actually have two options. Um, sometime last year, the Facebook, like because they own Instagram too, so Facebook headquarters, launched the Creator Studio, um, which is essentially a light version of Facebook Business Manager, which you
0: might've heard us talk about previously. Um, which can honestly be overwhelming for a lot of brands. It's yes. more, I feel like, for agency usage that are managing multiple
2: Correct. clients. So, if you're looking for your insights um, in terms of engagement and times, Um, using that creator studio platform is actually very visually pleasing and has a lot of good data points. It also allows you to see your Instagram insights all in one interface. And you can look at it on your desktop, which for Instagram, you previously have not been able to. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, Facebook creator studio, which also links into Instagram. Those are two great places for you to look at insights for Facebook and Instagram. It's your Only option for Instagram
0: other than the app. Right. Um, And mostly those insights go over like when your current followers are available and looking at your stuff and you're mostly likely to engage with them, correct? Correct. So okay. if you're just looking for like a
2: general overview of analytics, that's a great place to go. But if for Facebook being the, the social media giant here, that's the leader in the social media world at the moment, um, and you want to get dive deep into the nitty-gritty analytics, um, Facebook Business Manager has an analytics tab that gets way more in depth than the creator studio. So, um, it's, it can be overwhelming, but if you're that type of person who wants to know all of the things, um, and has the time and the patience to, to learn business manager, that's a great place for you as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. So again, um, a little bit about how to find your own insights. These insights usually do cover who is currently following your page, um, which is a good strategy anyways to go ahead and post when your own followers are more active just because if they are engaging, the Facebook and Instagram algorithm is going to acknowledge, well, that post is getting engagement and they're going to promote it in other people's feeds who aren't necessarily your followers. So then you're going to get a little more reach into maybe a prospective customer's feed. mm mm-hmm. So, Twitter and LinkedIn, they're way behind. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Surprisingly, for Twitter especially, um, but you really can't find out the nitty gritty times um, you can kind of see, you know, how many tweets and impressions and mentions and followers and all of those informations on Twitter. But unless you're doing a paid promotion, you really can't dive deep into the time, the day, or any of that stuff. So, which is a bummer. Um, but if you um, use a outside social media platform such as um, Sprout Social for instance, a lot of times they are able to track that information a little bit better. Um, So if you really, is Twitter one of your main things, you might look into an outside social media platform to really gain some more insights or run a couple ads and see what the data says. LinkedIn, kind of the same thing. Um, You really can't, you can see um, impressions, and such by looking through the business admin tab, but you really, unless you are running a paid promotion, you cannot see a lot of other data. So that's unfortunate as well. Um, But that's kind of in the same way for years and years. (laughs) So not sure why those two are lagging a little bit behind in the analytics. But again, if your social media strategy really hones in on either Twitter or LinkedIn, you may look, at an outside social media posting platform because they are able to give you better analytics for whatever reason that the owned platform itself cannot give you. (laughs) So anyways, anything we missed here guys that really stood out in the report to you?
1: I don't think so. I think we kind of nailed it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll post that in the show notes so you can reference that as well. But we want to know, have you dug in and found out when your social media followers are online? Do you know where to find that information? So if not, please reach out to us. Um, if you do know that information, we'd be super interested to hear um, when you're posting to engage your followers and how that strategy is working for you. So connect with us at 21 Handshake on social media and we would just love to hear that information. So did you like this episode? Yes, of course you did because who doesn't want to know when they should post on social media? So (laughs) please like, subscribe, leave us a review, share with a friend. It really does help us get the word out about this show. Thanks.